Jay. <laughs> yes, sir. Jay, how's it going? It's going good. And happy, uh, happy, happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year and happy anniversary of Jay's Transcriptive Podcast. We have been on the air for one year. Wow. And uh, I just wanted to note that. And I want to thank our listeners, uh, our dear fans. Definitely want to do that. Definitely want to do that. It, well, so now, it, you know, yeah. you know that, that that's great. Um, and uh, happy anniversary. It's the new year. The first thing that I normally say is let's just hope that the new year is better than the last year. But as things go, we have been presented yeah. with some uh, monumental uh, issues for the new year. The things that uh, I want to discuss, I wanted to compare the George Floyd protests and the presidential elections protests in Washington, D.C. that we had on January 6. So we've already done an episode on George Floyd protests and now this uh, presidential election protest. So uh, what I've done is um, I gathered some statistics uh, so that we have some substantial to talk about and um, some of the statistics that I've gathered. First, what, what, are, the, what are these people protesting? There is, uh, they're protesting police brutality and, and racial bias in case of a George Floyd protest. In the other case, they're protesting illegal election practices and the corruption of the presidential election process. So what are the, some of the differences in the way they were protesting? Well, let's take a look at uh, the scale of the protests. According to major cities chiefs association in the summer of 2020 there were 8700 protests nationwide now we only know one protest in washington dc so that's just you can tell that uh the the first protest was huge the second protest it's a it's, it's tiny compared to to the first so now Let's talk about violence. Compare the violence and other criminal acts that, that happened during the protests. Of course, you would expect more, more violence if you counted in case of George Floyd protests, just because it was, it was a huge protest. And, and, and that's what happened. Okay, so, so, so violence could be measured by one way to do it is to measure how many law enforcement officers were injured. So according to Police Magazine, more than 2,000 law enforcement officers were injured in the first weeks of protests uh, over the summer uh, following the death of George Floyd. And again, this is according to Major, Major Cities Chiefs Association. So compared to the Washington, D.C. protests, okay, so there were maybe 50 police officers injured in the Capitol, according to CNBC article um, from the 7th of January. So you could see that there's more violence in terms of injuries to, to law enforcement officers. Uh, there's also, of course, a difference in the people killed. Uh, I'm not going to discuss the details, but there's a difference there. Now, as far as arrests go, that's just another way to measure violence. If you take a look at the Chicago for a few, just three days after the Unrest started in Chicago following the death of George Floyd. They had 1,258 people arrested, 
compare it to the Washington DC protests, 68 individuals were arrested over the course of the night, mostly for violating the curfew order. So you could see, and this is according to uh, Robert Conti, the third chief of uh, the Washington DC's Metropolitan Police Department, 68 individuals. So you could just see that the scale of violence, of course, would be would be much greater uh, with George Floyd protests. And also the type of violence is different because in the case of Washington, D.C., you're, you're, you, you don't see burning of businesses. You don't see uh, destructions and, and looting that you saw in, in the first protest. How was what, what was the response of the a response of our president, Donald Trump, compared to the response of uh, president-elect Joe Biden. So let's take a look. According to CNN, on May 29th, Joe Biden said that people have a right to be, in fact, and I'm quoting now, have a right to be, in fact, angry or frustrated. And more violence, hurting more people, isn't going to answer the question. On May 31st, he wrote in a statement, Joe Biden, he wrote in, this, uh, in a statement on Medium that protesting police brutality is, quote, right and necessary and, quote, utterly American response. And finally, Joe Biden said that burning down communities and needless destruction is not. So it's not it's not an American response. Violence that endangers lives is not. Violence that guts and shutters businesses that serve the community is not. So what did Donald Trump say uh, regarding the protests? Well, here's a quote. And this is, this, this is from ABC News. These are the things and events that happen when a, scare, when a scared landslide election victory is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from great patriots who have been badly and unfairly treated for so long. Go home with love and in peace. Remember this day forever. That's what he said. And he continues, I know your pain, I know you're hurt, but you have to go home now. We can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. Go home, we love you, you're very special. So. What is Trump really saying here? He is he is he encouraging the protests as we've seen in the media and some politicians are saying that he was encouraging the protests. Many politicians have been saying this. The way I look at it is George Floyd protests were much more numerous, much more violent. Okay, so Biden's response to the protests was much stronger on violence than Trump's. But Trump's case in the Trump's case, the violence was much smaller, so his response was not as strong. Biden did not say that everyone should go home. He encouraged people to keep protesting without violence. Trump, on the other hand, just sent everyone home in peace. Now, what he should have said, Donald Trump, is that the American people have a right to, 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 to protest corrupt and unfair elections, but at the same time, do it without without violence. The violence should stop. He didn't say that. So still to claim that Trump encouraged violence is just not a temperate assessment. 
I'll say that it's extremely inaccurate to say that. Let's call it for what it is. It's a lie. Okay. So to impeach the president on on these grounds is just a gross abuse of power for political gain on the part of the House of Representatives. And I think that it's a travesty of our political system of our uh, of our government. So I know I've said a lot. You can take it from here, Jay. Well, like you just said, you did say quite a bit. Jeez, I was trying to write down as much as I could in terms of like just different bullet points to comment on. But one thing that did stand out was when you pointed out uh, what Trump said in terms of his reaction to the, um, I'm not going to call them protests, I'm just going to call it seditious violence. Now, yes, he did say go home, you're very special, etc. That's not all he said. You have to go back a couple of hours to his speech where he said, let's go march, right? Let's all go down to the Capitol. He didn't say, uh, let's peacefully march down. He said, no. He said, the only way we're going to take back our government is through strength. That's what he said. And he encouraged them to go to the Capitol. So the first thing I want to do is this, right? You can compare a lot of things, right? What I'm going to do is I'm going to use a word, not a word, a phrase that I've come to hate from the moment I heard it. The phrase is false equivalence, or some people say false equivalency. And so I'm going to apply that to this discussion of comparing the... um, social justice protests and the seditious, what I'm calling seditious acts of violence at the Capitol. I'm calling it a a false equivalency. So, but before we can do that, what we need to do is just kind of define what a false equivalence is. So I took the liberty of looking it up. And what they say is a false equivalence is this. An argument or claim in which two completely opposing arguments appear to be logically equivalent. So in this case, you have two situations where people have acted violently in some cases towards a particular event, right? So that's, that's the logical equivalent, right? But it goes on to say, but in fact, they are not. The confusion is often due to one shared characteristic between two or more items of comparison in the argument that is way off in the order of magnitude, oversimplified, or just that important additional factors have been ignored. So going back again, um, one shared characteristic. So the shared characteristic is the violence. Both situations, they were violent. There, there was violence in both situations. Now, if what you're arguing is that what happened at the Capitol is not, I'm going to use the word bad, right, is not as bad as what occurred during the George Floyd protest. So that's where the false equivalence comes in. Because you have to look at what was the 
intent? What would what were the intentions of both um, situations? So for George Floyd uh, protest, what was the intention? The intention was that you had people who were protesting against the, um, in a lot of cases, unjustified use of force against African Americans and other minorities. And there's a long history. I mean. I could go over some things, but it's there. It's out there. Anyone who wants to see it, you just look up police misconduct and you'll find an extensive history. As a matter of fact, around the time that George Floyd incident took place, there were several other um, situations that also occurred. Bottom line is that was the reason for the protests. The majority of the protests that took place were peaceful protests. The reason you may have had the numbers is because, well, Washington, D.C. is Washington, D.C., whereas police misconduct is a nationwide phenomenon, meaning in, in every state, in just about all locales, all of locales that were in question at the time, you had this police misconduct. So naturally, the numbers are going to be larger. But anyway, getting back to the purpose. So that was a purpose. Um, and, and so there was just a, there were there were documented evidence um, of this police misconduct. Now, contrast that with and this is where the false equivalency comes in, also comes into play. Contrast that with the um, acts that took place in Washington. What was the purpose of that? The purpose was you had the president of the United States falsely claiming that he was um, robbed of the election. And the reason I could confidently say falsely is because you had judges, right? Because they took it to court. Even judges that he appointed himself could not come back with evidence of election fraud. He appointed these people. Logic would say that, you know, they have some allegiance to him because he appointed them. Why would they not find in his favor? And they couldn't. All evidence came back pointing that, to the fact that there was no evidence. And yet he continued to push this narrative. I was robbed. Your votes were taken away. You're, you're free. This is he's been saying this for months, culminating in what took place in Washington, which out of his own mouth, you will not take back. You will not be able to take back your government. Right. If you're not strong, what does that mean? Well, you have some people who took it to mean we need to go down there and he sent them there. We need to go down and stop the steal. Stop the steal. And that's what they did. So what did they do? They went to the Capitol. There was a lot of um, acts of violence perpetrated against um, the police. All of this is documented footage. You know, you had people who. Um, were literally, I mean, there was a police officer killed because of fire extinguishers thrown and guys ran, uh, rampaging through the Capitol with tie, what is those things, tie wraps, because it's been also documented that their intention was to try and execute members of con Congress. That was their intention. This is, this is a known fact now. This is what they were there to do. That kind of activity is only 
perpetrated when someone is trying to overthrow or take over government. Now, let's look at Trump's response. He was at, he was asked early on to send those people home. You sent them. You said you tell them to go home. He didn't do it. It took about almost three hours for him to finally say those words that you mentioned about go home in peace. You're very special people and, and et cetera. He sent them there. He should be held accountable. He lost the election. They found no evidence of of um, of, of uh, voter fraud. Even his attorney general, who has stood by him the entire time, said he could find no evidence of of um, voter fraud. And what did he do to him? He turned on him. Uh, this president has um, a history of turning on anyone who doesn't agree with his narrative. So and so you had his the people closest to him, uh, Pence, right? Vice President Pence, who has stood by him from day one through a lot of stuff. He turned on him. That's why you had people in the crowd saying, hang Pence, hang him, hang him. And they broke into the Capitol with that purpose, for that purpose. I mean, you could you could ask the question, what do you think they would have done had they caught up with Pence? Well, they said they what they wanted to do. Why we, would we believe anything different? Um, let's look at in terms of the police response. So you mentioned the George Floyd protests. You had all of these arrests. I can tell you, and it's also been um, mentioned that had the um, people who marched and, and protested um, uh, during the George Floyd protest, had they broke or had they tried to break into the Capitol? Because they marched on the Capitol too. They marched, but what did they have waiting for them? They had thousands of National Guard troops waiting for them. That's not what the people at, at you know, during the um, this Capitol, I'm not going to call it a protest, Capitol violence. Uh, they didn't have thousands of of uh, of um, National Guard troops waiting for them. They had the the regular um, Capitol Police, which they overran. Had they had the level of security that they had when the um, social justice people were there, that would have never happened. They would have never been able to break through like that. Those people had mayhem on their minds. They were they went there with a specific purpose. You had congressmen cowering uh, in, in desks under tables. This is what they did. They went to the Capitol to take over, to maim and to kill. That's what they went for. Uh, that's what they went there for. Uh, fortunately, it didn't get to that point, but that's that was their purpose. So getting back to the false equivalency argument. OK, so the only thing that unites these two situations is that there were protests and that there was violence. But in terms of the intent, completely different. One protest was against something that had been systemic for quite some time and documented. The other was based on false claims of voter fraud and an election that was taken away. And the intent was to disrupt the, uh, the process. Two different situations completely. That's okay. my response. <laughs> can I can I rebut this? Absolutely.
So uh, first, let me agree with you when you say that um, that uh, both protests were violent, and there is statistics to to back this up. According to Major Cities Chiefs Association, in the summer of 2020, there were 8,700 protests nationwide, and 574 of those were declared riots with violence and other criminal acts. So, um, and it's a small percentage. It's uh, it's about 7% of the total protest. So it's a relatively small percentage. Now, nobody's talking about a lot of people who went into Washington, D.C. who were not violent. They never went to uh, to the Capitol. They went to protests and they were peaceful protests. So that was the majority of the protests. But somehow you don't see that. All they talk about is the violence. Um, now, I find that's 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 hypocritical because when you discuss George Floyd protests, is the opposite. Nobody wants to, to say, okay, th- these were all violent protests. They say, oh, it was a small small number of people who were, the, the protests were not violent. So I find that hypocritical. Now, you talk about false claims. Okay, um, stop the steal. You say that that's that's a false um, claim because the judges uh, who were appointed by the president himself did not support it. Now, and you said there were no evidence. There were there was plenty of evidence that that uh, Rudy Giuliani provided. Plenty of evidence in many states. All kinds of evidence. They refused to take it. The question is why? Why? Well, you have to understand that um, when these judges are appointed, they're appointed by the Republican Party. Uh, tr- Donald Trump doesn't have a personal appointment. Okay. People believe that that he personally picks, cherry picks whoever he wants. No, uh, he has to deal with his own party, and they together determine who, you know, who gets approved. So I don't know if you heard. Did you ever hear of Never Trumpers? I've heard of them. Yes. Okay. So, so for those term. who don't, yeah, for those who don't know, Never Trumpers are Republicans who are against Trump and who who hate Trump. Um. And so these judges, these, these judges, even though they were appointed partially by Trump, doesn't mean that inside they're they're not never Trumpers. I I would not trust these people. Uh, Trump has wait, a lot wait, of enemies. Wait, let me just jump in. Trust them to do what though? To be fair. To be fair and to to fairly um, assess the evidence that that see, was uh, presented to them by see, Rudy Giuliani. Right. Well, see, see Rudy Giuliani me, is not. He's a very experienced yeah. person. He was a former prosecutor. He would not make a fool of himself just to 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 stand up in front of uh, federal judges, uh, Supreme Court, and present some kind of flimsy evidence that was going to be that that, that they, they would just turn away from. There was some solid evidence. So so you so okay. you're saying so that, that go ahead tell me the, tell, yeah, tell me yeah. tell me yeah so you're saying that the evidence that Giuliani presented was factual evidence because there was solid definitely solid evidence look jay um how many people within the fbi within the justice department were found remember that lawyer within the justice department within the fbi that that um that was corrupt that uh make fake fake evidence uh about um you know so so that search warrants could be made against trump and other people there are he has plenty of enemies enemies uh, within within government um, that uh, 
that, that are are going to be corrupt, that are not going to do their duty. So I I don't buy I don't buy the false claims argument that that well, these these were false. Right. Well, my my argument is that in any court you have two sides and people present their arguments. You you can believe one side or the other, but at the end of the day, um, some determination is going to be made. So it's either you go with the determination or you don't go with the determination. So um, there are a lot of cases where um, one side or the other says my presentation should have resulted in uh, a decision for me and it didn't. So therefore, I will, you know, I will never accept the um, which, which I will never accept. I'll never accept that determination. But you still lost. So and it, and it works on both sides. You know, you win some and you lose some. All right. Now, as far as as far as uh, Pence, um, somebody said uh, something some, some bad about Pence. Pence stood by by the president all along. But but yet at the same time, Trump denounced him. Trump told, Trump said and, and, um, and they were ready to hang Pence. They said, hang Pence, hang him, because on this. Well, let's let's put it this way. Um, yes, Trump um, Pence stood by him, but apparently he's not just a yes man. I'll stand, in other words, he's saying, I'll stand by you, but in the, in the cases where I find that you are not right, I am not going, I'm not going to side with you. And that's, if you do that to Trump, uh, that's, a, that's to you, yeah. you're going down. Okay, and, but and that, that to me, voice... that's crazy, because why should someone be your yes man? Yeah, well, okay. What if but, you are wrong? All right, but the people who, who said that, uh, Hank Pence, they were radicals. They definitely. But they were the same people just, who broke just in. As, they were, but they were the same people who broke in. Yeah, exactly. Those people who broke in. I mean, look at their faces. They look like they look like uh, you know, they look like some kind of morons. They look like. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say that because you know, I, I would say they just look like people who you see on the street every day. They you know, look unless like they, unless to, they had their faces well, painted. I don't some know, had to, their faces painted. To me, they look <laughs> look like people who need a lot of mental help. Um, and that that certainly that these are radicals, crazy people who don't represent um, the uh, the majority of normal people, the huge majority of normal people who just support Trump, who came to uh, to the Capitol to protest, to protest unfair elections uh, that that were. But, you know, but look at the biased. bigger picture, but look at the big picture. I understand that, you know, you say you say that Trump has enemies and. You know, people who who don't agree with him and would never rule on, you know, rule for him or whatever. That may be that I'm I'm quite sure it's true. But every single court case, every court case, they just end up be, before people who um, were just uh, not for Trump. I don't think so. I think they weighed evidence. I think they if if they I'll put it this way: if they found evidence, they would have exposed it. They would have exposed it. Without a doubt. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something um, about that. Um, the Trump, yes, he did lose the election. Uh, the new president is coming in. Now, these judges. What do you think would have happened to these judges if they su- supported Trump and still lost? Because it, they kind of knew it would be a lost cause. What do you think would happen to these judges? Do you think that the new administration would keep them or they would replace them? Well, here's okay. I'll, I'll, I can answer that. Most of those appointments are okay. lifetime appointments. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. They are lifetime appointments. So they have nothing to fear. As a matter of fact, 
they took it to the Supreme Court. You know that those are lifetime appointments, and you know that Trump appointed at least three of them, and they ruled against him. They have nothing to fear, not from Biden or from anyone else. So, yeah, so, um, you know, you have judges that have lifetime appointments. Um, I don't see that um, as being um, as being an issue. Them being afraid of some. Okay. Kind of I, I didn't know they were lifetime appointments. Okay, yes, uh, yes. and I'm not still not sure that all of the, all of them are lifetime appointments. I'm still not sure about that. Uh, they, when you're appointed, you're appointed, and that's just it. You are appointed to a position. Um, it takes a lot. It takes a hell of a lot for a judge, a sitting judge, especially federal, to be thrown out. It takes a lot. You can't just say, "Oh, I, you know, I don't like your political beliefs, and so I'm going to get rid of you." Okay. No, it's, well, it's I'll grant you the points. Yeah, there's a system in place. But um, back, getting back to like the central theme, which is the differences in the um, protests themselves, um, another issue is the type of response by the um, law officers. We know and part of the, the Floyd protests had to do with police perceptions of danger to their lives, right? Um, guys walking, he had a cell phone. We thought it was a gun. We killed him. Um, he had a candy bar. We, we shot him. We killed him. Sorry, I was in fear for my life. Here at the Capitol, you had, people, you had police officers being beaten with, with flagpoles, fire extinguishers thrown at them. Look at the footage. They weren't in fear for their lives, and they exercised restraint. That's another issue that people are talking about, you know, the, the level of restraint they showed. Now, I can look at this from, let's say, a strategic standpoint. I would not have liked to see them respond the way they respond in a typical manner, uh, I guess, when they're in certain communities of, of color, right? They would have gone in with guns blazing. I mean, that goes without saying. I mean, it's just too many, too many examples to, to prove that. I would not have wanted to see that at the Capitol. And I'm sure the powers that be would not, didn't want to see it either. Because imagine the state of the Capitol, had they done that, had they just started shooting all these people, the cap that that building would have been unusable. It would have been, you know, unusable for 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 years, right? So I understand well, Jay, why they, like they exercise restraint. You know, they didn't want to do that. But, you know? Jay, let's not let's not exaggerate it. Like I said before, according to the chief of uh, Metropolitan Police, 68 individuals were arrested over the course of the night, uh, arrest, mostly arrest, for violating the curfew right. order. So let's not right. say you, maybe you saw uh, one but, one anecdote. You saw no, one no, 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 video no, what, of somebody. Um, you know, attacking a police officer. Yes, uh, there were a few cases, but very what few. I'm, it, yeah. What I'm, yeah, I, I hear you. But what, what I'm saying is, is police response, right? So an arrest is one thing, but a right. shooting and a death is a completely Correct. other thing, right? I, I hear um, you. Because that's usually what, what, that's yeah. what happens. You know, and they kill people that they feel that they're in fear of their lives for. Well, and when look, you look at the video, tell me they weren't in fear of their lives. You had police officers who were being crushed in doorways. There were, those weren't just anecdotal Jay, film footage. That's we what had, was going on. Yeah, but after after George Floyd protests, how do you expect the police to respond? Of course, they're not going to respond in an aggressive way anymore. So that's uh, what you're. No, I, I, I'm not saying anything. I'm not taking a stance in terms of how they should respond or shouldn't respond. I'm just talking about what occurs. Mm-hmm. And what occurs is that. What occurred was that they did exercise restraint. In yes. other situations, they don't. 
So, but, you know, one of the arguments being um, one of the thing, one of the discussions out there now is what? How do how do how do police departments defend themselves against saying you know against um, allegations of uh, them claiming well they were in fear for their lives when a guy had a candy bar, right? And you had people coming at you with flagpoles and you didn't feel uh, enough in fear of your life to shoot. Now again, me personally, I would would not have wanted to see to see that happen because again you know these uh, the capitol building that's they, they call it hollowed ground i kind of agree with that you know you don't want to see that kind of carnage which could have very easily happened one guy opened fire shot a woman horrible situation she did never never occurred and they killed but, her and she's she, she was a former yes. she was a former um air force uh person right right these it's are a the tragedy. Types of things. Tragedy, tragic situation. Um, to me, it's like I don't think both situations are equivalent in terms of protests. However, they were both necessary. Let's put it this way: if those people really strongly felt and believed that their franchise was being um, taken away from them, they had every right to protest. Did they have a right to rant, to to um, rampage the Capitol? And, and run around with, with tie wraps looking for um, Congress people to try and to um, convict and, and, and execute on the spot? No. Nope. Clearly not. Clearly not. No, <laughs> no. no more than no more than the uh, George Floyd protesters who, who burned um, police stations and, so and, and businesses. Yeah. And, and exactly. killed people as well. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Neither, neither situation. However, um, let's look at the bigger picture, which we should probably do another discussion on. What does it say for the American society as a whole? What's happening in American society? I would venture to say that we are at the, at the beginning of the collapse. All great societies fall. They all fall without fail. And usually it happens from within. That's another discussion. Yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole lot other, other topic. <laughs> yes, Jay. Yep. But, uh, I think I think we should wind up, Jay, because I, I, think, um, I think we, we should. Had a good discussion, um, and hopefully our listeners enjoy. Yep. And uh, come back for more. Uh, hey, Jay, here's to the new year, and um, hopefully uh, it, it'll be a good one. <laughs>